are we calling this? Grubs and Games? Games and Grub? Games and Grub. Best podcast on the planet. You guys are great. Friendship with the Games and Grub podcast. It's Games and Grub with your host, Brian Gallagher. Hey, we know Brian Gallagher. Gallagher has trained for months and months for this moment. Zach Passios. The Mr. Zachary Passios. Summer saying that he's rivaling the talents of Zachary Passios. And Aiden Hatton. Aiden is like Kyler Murray. I've coined him the Marquette Marvel because what can't he do? Live on Marquette Radio. That's right, live from the Marquette Radio Studios, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, it is Radio's Restaurant, the saloon of sports talk from the diner booth to the radio booth. Games and Grub right here on MUR. We've got you for the next 90 minutes, and I'm here alongside my amazing co-hosts, Brian Gallagher. I swear you can listen to the new Games and Grub open tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. Oh, nope, we just listened to it's it. It's today. And Zach Passios. Oh, Good yes, to be back in the studio, boys. Good to mic, be back. Little mic check. One, two, one, two. We've got a great show. If we've got a great show for you. We're taking you up until twelve o'clock p.m. Central, one o'clock p.m. Eastern. We've got a great, great guest lined up. About an hour from now, he is a Super Bowl champion. He is a Denver Business Journal's forty under forty list in Denver. He is Mr. Ryan Harris, host on Altitude Sports Radio in Denver. Like I said, Super Bowl champion. I don't think have we talked to one of those before, Brian? Um, I met one once, but I don't, I don't think I yeah. ever talked to a Super Bowl champion. I'm I'm jealous you guys got to got to be on the call with doesn't, him. Doesn't doesn't Bill Belichick live in your town? You never talked to him? <laughs> Unfortunately not. He's he's main, mainly in Nantucket for most of the days. Most of the days. <laughs> he is going to join us about an hour from now at 11:30 Central. But until then, we've got a lot to get to. Cam Newton lost a job this week. I am going to pull out my division rankings. We're going to call it 2021 division. It's a real play on words because of 2020 vision. I wish we did this segment last year so that the wordplay could really work better with 2020. Zach's got this day in sports history coming up 30 minutes from now. We're going to talk college football. Today is week one, folks. Technically, it already started, but it's the first Saturday of college football. So we'll get your thoughts on realignment. We've got... A very new segment, hot off the presses, fresh off the oven, top five tweets coming up at 11.20, and much, much more, including some new potential sponsors on Games and Grub, which you'll hear as well. So if you want to jump in on any of those topics, hit me up at 414-288-7091. That's 414-288-7091. One And on Twitter and Instagram, you'll see us putting out a lot of content these days. Now that we're back in the studio, it is at GrubMUR. That's G-U-G, oh my gosh, G-R-U-B-M-U-R. You got that? Yeah, got that. Got that. Let's start where we have to start because this is a sports and food program, sports, food, and everything in between. We missed a lot this summer. We missed a Milwaukee Bucks championship, which we were here for. We missed a lot of nice weather. Today it's okay, 75, sunny here on a Saturday morning, right? Stephen A. wouldn't like this weather. It's, no, it's too it's cold too for cold him. for Stephen A. Too cold for Stephen yeah. A. 
I don't know if Stephen A. also likes the, he probably wouldn't like the Wisconsin State Fair either and all their great food. I think he's just like allergic to having like a normal person's good time. Yeah. I think that's really what it is. I have a developing thought that Stephen A. will just be, we can say his name because it's it's hard not to, but his sound bites, his drops on the show, I feel like have to be on at least a temporary ban after what happened to the city of Milwaukee this summer. Anyway, it's a long, drawn-out thought process to get to Wisconsin. We were here this summer in Milwaukee. Which food did we have that just blew us away the most? That's what we're going to start with today. And I know Mr. Zachary Passios, as it says in the intro, has the one that I think will blow us all away. Zach? You know, I've had a lot of great food this summer. Brian's been... uh been chefing up here and there on the weekends. Matt's definitely shown up in the kitchen. Girls upstairs done an absolutely phenomenal job. I eat what's in the house most of the time, but I had had to go out to the Wisconsin State Fair to get this bad boy. What it is, it's called the Glazy Boy. It's two grilled donuts pressed with two slices of cheese. In the middle, you got like uh, a brine slow-smoked pork loin. With raspberry whole grain mustard and pickled jalapenos. And let me tell you, the, the mix of of food in that one sandwich, it melts together like beauty. Like beauty. Now, I've seen stuff. I've seen like food. I've seen burgers on donuts before. But the whole, like the pickled jalapeno. The pork the loin. Pork, you're the telling cheese. Me, you're telling me it all comes together in perfect harmony, right? It does. It does. I see. I I have to believe you because the last time I had a like a glazed donut burger, I was like, nah, there's no way. So you know what I think the there's difference no, the difference no between this, this one and any of those normal where you put the the very sweet donut. This wasn't as sweet of a donut as I was expecting. It kind of had more of a cakey substance to it, less of a fried donut. Um, not a lot of sugar, but glaze on it. It had sugar then. But like not a ton. Yeah, no. It was just the glaze, glazed, really. Yeah, but it's glazed. It's literally like dipped in sugar. <laughs> one one could say that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> one one is arguing that right. You now. had me. You had me right until that point. <laughs> so that's the Wisconsin State Fair, Brian. Um, best food I ate this summer. <sighs> that's tough. Um. I had a lot of good food this summer. I had some good barbecue in Chicago. I had some good barbecue here yesterday. I went to uh, the Smoke Shack in the Third Ward. Uh, really? It's like two blocks from the Milwaukee Public Market. Hadn't really had a meal all day. Went there at like 5 o'clock and just pigged out. <laughs> I had some brisket. I had some baby back ribs. They give you like a bunch of different barbecue sauces to try. It's a really nice little spot there. So go check it out. Smoke Shack in the Third Ward. Yeah, Milwaukee definitely showed up this summer with food everywhere left and right. I feel like I was finding a new place each weekend. Yeah, I mean, it's the city's the city's been alive, man. It's been a good time, especially since you know it was building up at the beginning of the summer with the Bucks, and then the Bucks aren't playing, but the city kept going. Yeah, the city doesn't stop now. City does not stop now. That is God's honest truth. The best food I had this summer, I think you, I you know, I you know, I got you know, I am a champion of local business, especially with the Milwaukee Coffee Project I put out this summer, but I think. In the genre of coffee, to breakfast, Broyo never disappoints, guys. Never. Never. And I was there about two weeks ago, the day after, 
and I'll get into a small hip hop take later on the show. The day, a couple days before Nas's album King's Disease 2 comes out, and there's a song on there called Brunch on Sundays featuring Blast. One of the best songs I've heard in the summer. And you, you know what? It motivated me. Celebrating getting through a week, one of Nas's lyrics said, to make it Friday to, excuse me, to make it Sunday to Sunday, that bleep is deep. I went to Broyo that Sunday and just had the best omelet, I think, of my entire life. So, and then you check the bank account, it's like minus six dollars, and yes. you're like, Whoa, it's the best part. Whoa, sometimes part. you even you even have breakfast the next day or even a late lunch. Their breakfast sandwiches, they're too big to have in like one, like you can eat them, but like you'd be better off eating half and eating half tomorrow. Definitely shout out, bro. Yo, shout out to bro. Yo, shout out to the owners there who I think are local New England people, right? Zach, yep, yep. do you know the backstory behind that? No, nobody knows. But we do know that they serve great omelets, peppers, onions, cheese. The regular ones, the crazy ones, if you're on that, go to Broyo, especially these Milwaukee, excuse me, Marquette campus businesses that maybe struggled during the summer. Go check out Broyo. That is our best food this summer. Way to go, Bridget. 414-288-7091. That's 414-288. 7091. Which food did you have this summer that blew you away, even if it wasn't in Milwaukee? But since we are Games and Grub, sports, food, and everything in between, this week's show brought out a lot of great sports stories. We're going to get to them beginning of football season, but we sat down together a couple nights ago, figured what's something that we have to talk about tomorrow, or excuse me, today here on Games and Grub that we just can't miss something that we have to talk about that we that the fans deserve us talking about and one of them straight off the press was cam newton's release so i want to throw it to you guys were you surprised let's frame it this way first were you surprised that cam newton lost the starting quarterback job to mac jones not even just losing his job but that he didn't win the quarterback competition so i'm not surprised about that at all i'm surprised the second part but not your question yet I'm not surprised he lost a starting job to Mac Jones, up-and-coming rookie. Yeah, no, come on. Uh, little chocolate chip cookie eater Mac Jones beating out <laughs> super athlete Cam Newton. I mean, we saw it last year. He can't throw the football anymore. I mean, it, it just it, it, it looked unnatural. It looked like he was thinking about it every drop back. And, like, you don't want to be thinking when you're on the field. You want to just have that muscle memory down. You want to have the, the reads to go through. And the guy that's going to make the reads, make the passes, make the right plays, and keep everybody, keep the wide receiver core safe and happy, it's not going to be Cam Newton. It's going to be Mac Jones, and that's what they went with. So uh, it's it, it's surprising because it's New England. And, that you know, they say, like, oh, rookies aren't going to, like, start in New England. They're going to sit back a year, like, watch, learn, learn the system, learn the Belichick way. But, <laughs> I mean, Mac Jones, he came from Nick Saban, right? How, how different do you think that's got to right. make it? Like, he, is that starting? You're coming next, right into the same system next, almost. Yeah, similar type cultures. Yep. It's, it's, you're showing up to work every day. You're showing up to lunch pail, lunch pail in hand, first guy in, last guy out. You know, I mean, that's just – it's – same thing in Tuscaloosa as it is in Foxborough. So, a developing theory around Foxborough is centered around the second question that I'll bring up. And first, in all transparency, I was surprised that Mac Jones did win the starting job. I, I do agree largely with you, Brian, about the you know conservative nature that Bill Belichick has around 
rookies and especially at the quarterback position having the stability, especially with the guy who played last year. But the second question that has been brought up a lot this week that I want to address was Newton's cut a a mutual parting of the ways between him and the Pats. And I, I think, have ample evidence that backs up my resounding no of an answer because Cam Newton is yet another example of Bill, Bill Belichick's sort of patriot over player, team first mentality. He He always wants to be a step ahead of replacing positions, sometimes to his benefit and sometimes to his detriment. So hear me out. 2014, Logan Mankins, longtime trusted offensive lineman of Tom Brady's circle of trust, frankly, but at the same time nearing retirement, shipped off to Tampa Bay. 2018, Malcolm Butler, just a few years after making one of the most miraculous plays in Super Bowl history, moved to Tennessee to pave the way for who? Stephon Gilmore to shine. And then how about Brady himself? 2001, Drew Bledsoe gets hit by Mo Lewis. We all know the, we all know NFL history was never the same. Brady entered. Belichick never gave the job back to Bledsoe. He was traded to Buffalo a year later. I, I forget what year it was, but it was uh, it was one of those Super Bowls against the Eagles. I want to say or some some somewhere in that uh, time frame. But uh, Legarrette Blunt, he had a fumble. He he had a, he was having like a killer playoffs, like like you know doing his job every game, and it was like in the Super Bowl had a fumble. He didn't see the field again for Bill Belichick. The rest of the game, 100%. next season, I think he was back, and then I think they like traded him like four games you in want, or something. You want another Never one? Never played another snap for the Patriots. You want another Brady one? There's actually two in Tom Brady's illustrious career. Jimmy Garoppolo, drafted in the 2014 second round. Brady was so upset, he won the Pats three more Super Bowls. So do I believe Cam Newton and Belichick worked out a deal? I do not. Bill is always a step ahead of replacements, and it makes most sense, I think, to avoid media confrontation by giving Mac Jones job now with no distractions. Zach, do you have a thought on if... Yeah, I mean, how about this? How about why Mac Jones? Why are you going straight for a rookie? You got a big name uh, in your locker room last year. Definitely took the head of the New England Patriots last year, started it, and now they're bringing in a rookie who doesn't have a ton of experience. I guess locker room experience in college got to be a little different than the NFL, but you don't have that big personality in there. How does New England respond to that if you're another player on the team, offensive players especially, those wide receivers? That is a great counterpoint because Cam, maybe the most shining thought about Cam was he's a great guy in the locker room, great guy around the rookies. Yeah, that's what they said. They said he was the first guy in, last guy to leave, and and it's like it sounded like he was doing all the work but just not getting those results, which – Honestly, it's, it's confusing. It, it, and it's disappointing because yeah. you want that nice guy to succeed. Hey, and, I, I and think we, we saw that a little bit here at Marquette with uh, name drop <laughs> Steve Wojciechowski. Good guy you want to succeed puts in the work, and sometimes it doesn't get done. That's a great comparison. Would you compare Steve Wojciechowski to Cam Newton? 414-288-7091 and on Twitter and Instagram at GrubMUR. How about we extend this football conversation... Again, I, I'm, I'm just so blown away by that Wojcik comparison. 414-288-7091. Let's get to our NFL division rankings. And you know we can't do this without a little NFL films type music, which we all love, especially our sports documentaries that are just going crazy these days. So let's start 2021 division. 
All right, let's start. We are ranking the top eight divisions in football. I should say there are only eight divisions. We'll rank the eight divisions from strongest, excuse me, weakest to strongest. And I'll throw to you guys, Brian and Zach, because I have a list here. I'm pretty confident in my ranking, but you're going to agree or disagree and see how it all goes. Sound good? Go for it. Let's start. The NFC North is ranked too low. Haven't seen the list. (laughs) (laughs) Number eight. Let's start again where we have to start. It's a a division that honestly to me didn't change much in the offseason, but let's start. Number eight is the NFC East. Clearly the worst last season, and there's really nothing to make me move them up in the ladder uh, leading up to week one. The biggest wild card to me is Dak Prescott's health. The Cowboys can separate themselves, I think, if Dak is healthy, but with a less than 100% Dak, I think the NFC East remains a first-round exit. How about the Washington football team? You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's shown he can win games, and you, you you got that great defense, Chase Young. Uh, you know, my favorite thing about him and the way that team plays, he's like the main star quarterback of the team, Chase Young. That kid, he has a special energy around him. He's a special type of player, and he gets everybody involved. He gets everybody to listen. Like when he's the guy in the center of the circle before the game and everybody's chanting, you're doing the side to side, and you're all there, you're yelling, smacking helmets on each other, <laughs> that's Chase Young. So I think that... I do think it is the weakest conference in football, um, but I think other than the Cowboys, I think the Washington football team is going to be uh, probably the, the team to look out for out of the NFC East. I love it. Seven. Number seven is the AFC South. This had the most volatile offseason, in my opinion. The Colts traded for Carson Wentz. The Jaguars get Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence, not to mention Tim Tebow. The Texans, Deshaun Watson situation, obviously ongoing. And the Titans, I think, bull off the biggest trade of the offseason, getting Julio Jones. The Titans, I think, are the best team. I, I think the Titans have a shot at the AFC Championship if they roll with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill plays that perfect backseat-type role. I know Brian uh, appreciates that when Kirk Cousins does that same kind of role. But past that, I think no other team has, has playoff juice. How about you telling me that the Jacksonville Jaguars have the worst <laughs> roster in the NFL? What are you like? Are you still backing that up, Aiden? I heard it once out of your mouth. I don't know. Well, when you start cutting serviceable tight ends, I was ends, talking about <laughs> that's the kind of statements you're gonna get. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about volatile, meaning they did acquire Urban Meyer, Trevor Lawrence, and Tim Tebow, which gets them in the news. It doesn't necessarily get them W's. True. Uh, yeah, I think year to year you want a team that's like looks pretty similar. Uh, obviously, Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year are an anomaly, but other than that, you kind of want to see some consistency, and there's a lot of times there is like a laggy year to get that culture, get the playbook installed and all that. Um, so Jaguars, probably not this year. Six. Six. Number six is the NFC North. I'm not making any friends in the Midwest, obviously, with this one, but the NFC North, I think, had the most newsworthy offseason, the Aaron Rodgers situation. Justin Fields' advancement in Chicago. The Lions pulling the QB trade of the winter, trading away Matthew Stafford and acquiring Jared Goff. The Vikings, I'm sorry, what was the most newsworthy thing the Vikings did this offseason? We signed Patrick Peterson, Dalvin Cook's healthy, Justin Jefferson's healthy, Adam Thielen's healthy, our defense is healthy, Mike Zimmer's back. Brian, I'm riding high on your Vikings this year. I think the Vikings and the Patriots, we both had down years last year, were both high-quality organizations. Obviously, only one of them has the Super Bowls to speak for it. 
but I think we're both high-quality organizations, and I think this year is a comeback for both of them. I think we had the same record last year. and we were it was Seven like, and nine. And it was the same weeks we would win and lose, too. I, 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 it was... We'll, we'll line them up, and we'll see what we won and lost. <laughs> so, Zach, you're high on the Vikings as well. Maybe I missed this one. Let's go to number five. five. Number five is the AFC East. Three teams out of the four, I think, in this division have questions at quarterback, which makes this division potentially really good or really ugly. So, can't rank it higher than five. The Bills, I think, come out of the AFC East and made the AFC, excuse me, they came out last year of the AFC Championship game and made um, the title game, obviously losing to the Chiefs. Ultimately, Josh Allen looks like a perennial MVP candidate. Other than that, it gets very hard to project. A lot of high ceilings and low sellers to me. The Dolphins were a few plays away from the postseason. Tua Tagovailoa. Oh, jeez. Tua and You got it there. That's better than any Tua, of us could do, Aiden. Tua Come on. Tungavailoa, there it is. Still has the starting job, but there's less and less optimism by the day that anyone believes in him. The Patriots, we just mentioned, got a new roster, let alone a new quarterback, Mac Jones. Another unproven Alabama quarterback in this division, and I don't see contention this year besides an early playoff exit. The Jets have Zach Wilson, large headband Wilson at the helm. That itself is question I'm, I'm hearing good things about that kid. I mean, I, I'm I mean, just talking about the large headband. That itself is question for either major hype or major concern. It, it's still the Jets, but I think Zach. I've heard I've heard good things about Zach Wilson, so I, I'm, I'm gonna keep an eye out for that kid. Z A C K. Are you a believer in C A C Z A C H? He had the highest single season passing grade of the PFF college era. Zach Wilson. Ninety five point five. I'm riding high on Zach Wilson's athleticism and his natural throw. If you've ever seen him throw the ball, like he's just got like running. He'll just whip it. He's just got yeah. a natural way about it's him. It's a pretty ball. It's a pretty ball that comes out of his hand. He's get, he gets some Aaron Rodgers comparisons. Uh, I'm not not that high on the headband, but let's move on anyway before we lose our minds. Four. Number four is the NFC South. To me, the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, they brought all 22 starters back on both sides of the ball. I'm going to do the smart media thing and not proclaim Tom Brady done until he tells me. So <laughs> this is another great example, I think, of an other-than-that division. This, because this isn't the cliff year. This is not the this cliff This is not year. the year he Max Kellerman just lost his first take job, so I think that <laughs> shows you where that take's going these days. Uh, the Saints, I think, are believe, I believe are overhyped. They got so many national TV spots this year. Jameis Winston, people forget he needed LASIK surgery because he threw so many interceptions. Uh, the Panthers, on the other hand, I actually believe do have a good recipe to be better than a lot of people think. Sam Darnold finally has a legitimate coaching situation. They have some. They have some good receivers out there too. I think it'll. It, it's. It's a good. Christian situation. McCaffrey's in that line. Christian McCaffrey. It's a very good situation for Sam Darnold. I think it'll be refreshing getting away from the second team in New York. That <laughs> just. I mean, it's tough. No, it's you're, you're, you're totally going, right. You're going to a new place. It's not as busy. He's not going to be scrutinized all the time. Is that he's not like the sole focus. He's not the the high draft pick messiah that has to come in and save the pitiful New York Jets. Yep. He's just the quarterback now. That was poetic, Brian. He's just the leader. Yeah. And Zach, as a college football fan, is going to like that now he's pierced together with peace, I should say, with the Wiz offensive coordinator Joe Brady in Charlotte, who coached who in college? Do you know? No. Joe Burrow at LSU. Uh, so, do I see the playoffs for 
Carolina, no, but I do see potential party crasher, potential spoiler to some important matchups come December. Uh, the Falcons, I think they give you some fantasy juice on offense. I just drafted Kyle Pitts in my draft last night, especially with uh, that acquisition of Pitts, but I, I can't doubt Tom Brady. How many years left? I, I should say I can't doubt Tom Brady, but how many more years left do we see in Matt Ryan, guys? The, Matt Boston, Ryan, the he, Boston College product. I mean, he hasn't been playing as well these past years. I mean, the team hasn't been performing since their Super Bowl. It's been like a three-year hangover. I mean, that's that's never a good sign. And he he's made he's made his money. He signed a fat contract. So probably yeah, couple, he's he's towards years, the end of his career. A couple years left on that, and know. he'll probably retire. I mean, yep. I think you're I think you're right. Number three. three. Number three is the AFC West. Two of the best young quarterbacks in football in the AFC West to me. Patrick Mahomes in KC and Justin Herbert out in L.A. Anthony Lynn, he was justifiably fired as the Chargers head man. And following Sean McVay tree is never a bad idea because Brandon Staley now takes over. And he will guide Justin Herbert to a playoff spot this year. That's a somewhat bold prediction that we'll get into later with Ryan Harris coming up because I want to ask him about that. The the ketchup loving, the games and grub favorite, Mahomes, he'll do his thing. Super Bowl favorite in, in the AFC. And for as much as I laughed at Derek Carr's playing till 45 comments, you guys see that? Derek Carr wants to play till he's 45. I mean, Tom Brady does. He it. sounded like All Brady respect Jr. To him. Yeah. As much as I Set laugh at high. it, his outfit, I think, in Las Vegas should play spoiler similar to, to their role last year. And then is this, Den- is this the first year in the Raiders' new stadium? Second. Second year, but uh, first with year, fans. First year with fans. That place is going to be rocking. The death the Death Star. Unbelievable Bro, stadium. That, did you see their owner, Mark Davis? He's building a fourteen million dollar mansion. I did see that. Really? And it looks like a spaceship. It looks like an off brand like will an it, offshoot of the stadium. Will it just be a bowl just like his hair? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh if you haven't watched that thirty for thirty Al Davis versus the NFL and kind of how that stadium was developed. A great watch if you're not scared by deep fake technology, which they use for the first time. It's a little weird in that. It's a little weird production. So you weren't a fan. I, it's just, I'm I'm indifferent on it. Honestly, I could go either way. It, it doesn't like bother me. Once it gets a little bit better, I just prefer they don't tell me. Because like if I know that it's deep fake, then I'm just gonna like like be staring at it. Well, how else would you know it's deep fake if the if the person's passed away? Well, I mean, that's you, the only place they're using it. If right? you don't know they're passed away, okay. Like if if it's Al Davis <laughs> on the TV and it doesn't yeah. have his name on it, I'm not automatically. Like, actually, I'll probably know it's Al Davis. But yeah, but I get your point. If it's someone, yeah, yeah there, there's more to come on that. Uh, in Denver, Ryan Harris is going to join us again about half hour from now. Denver's quarterback situation to me is the only reason I don't rank this division higher. John Elway has royally botched this, and I, I advocated for Denver to trade up in this year's quarterback heavy draft. Neither Drew Locke nor Teddy Bridgewater. Did I get that right? Neither nor? Or is it neither or? Neither of those guys are the answer, I think, in the Mile High City. Chargers, playoff spot. That's my lukewarm take. Number two is the AFC North. So you now know who number one is. The clear number two to me, I think, AFC North, because there's no clear winner in this division. The Ravens, Browns, and yes, the Steelers, I think, all have excellent rosters. Stable quarterback situations. I, I do think this will be Big Ben's last ride. Joe Burrow, he makes all four teams in one division having respectable quarterbacks, which is a rarity in today's NFL. 
Yeah, that is a scary division. I mean, we, we saw it last year with the Browns and the Steelers in the playoffs, and the Ravens are obviously going to be in that mix every year with Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, it's flip, flip a coin, flip a three-sided coin because the Bengals aren't going to win. But, um, yeah, anything can happen in the AFC North. Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster. Ooh. Do they have uh, Chase not, Claypool. Chase Naji, Claypool, Naji Eric Harris. Ebron. I mi- Speaking of fantasy, I missed out on Chase Claypool last night, and I was that, really upset. That is a star-studded offense if, if Big Ben can start slinging the ball. Yeah, and I they said he was like he was on a new diet. He's slimming down <laughs> a little bit. He's moving around. You see that picture from Shaftery? He just really looks like he's slimming down a little bit. Yeah, he but like I, he's, he's pulling the bit. opposite of a James Harden. Okay, yeah, the opposite. Do you think it'll be his last year? I mean, it's hard to say. I think he I think he still enjoys playing football, and I think until the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to bring in like a legitimate quarterback, he's going to keep pushing them for one more year. Because I mean, Mason Rudolph and. Who, who was the duck guy they brought in? Uh, duck Hodges. Duck Hodges. I mean, they're not taking his I, job. I forget his real name. I think that was his real name. His duck. last name for real is Hodges. His first name is not Duck, though. Uh, Devlin. Devlin Hodges. Devlin Thank. Duck Hodges. Thank you, Brain. Uh, I think ever since Baker and OBJ entered the fray, social media loves to gas the Browns. But here's another prediction. Give me the Ravens on a bounce-back year winning this division. Lamar Jackson, he's learning how to win, and no one is solving him for good this year. Heck, they broke a record by winning their 20th consecutive game in the preseason. Pretty impressive. Or not. Anyway, You that's don't think that's impressive? Winning 20 postseason games. Preseason or games. Or preseason, sorry. In a row. Is it impressive? Yes, 100%. No, get out of here. 100%. <laughs> that does not matter at all. 100%. Rather, and fight. Rather win than lose them. 100%. Zach? I'm in part. It doesn't matter. Why, why celebrate that? Shows you guys are competitive in camp. Shows they, they show up to the game days prepared. Show up to the season, be prepared, win all those games, and then talk to me. Give me that stat this year, Ravens. <laughs> John, John Harbaugh is a good coach, so it makes sense. But uh, before we lose any more brain cells about the preseason, which if you've watched national sports media this summer, you're losing a lot. Let's get to number one. one. Number one is there's only one answer left. That's the NFC West. I'm astonished by how much power there is in one division where you can flip a four-sided coin if there ever was one, and you would believe me that they'd win come January. Jimmy Garoppolo, he has more than enough in a tank to lead this team, who was never healthy last year. Yes, Trey Lance can relieve Jimmy, I think, if something goes wrong. Let's hope they don't catch the injury bug again. And if not, they're easily a playoff contender. The Russell Wilson situation, Seattle... Was more than a lever. I think it was more than a lev- more a leverage play in front of Pete Carroll in the front office than a trade per se, and they just loaded up in the offensive line with Dwayne Brown and the defensive side of the ball, re-signing Jamal Adams. Uh, the Rams upgraded at QB allegedly to Matthew Stafford. Allegedly, no, they definitely. You can upgraded ask. At you can ask Brian they how much they upgraded. <laughs> upgraded. At Huge upgrade, big year for the Rams. Matthew uh, Stafford? Yeah, he's blowing the top. I think that's an upgrade. Blowing the top off of that offense. It is an upgrade over Goff, but I know you're like the biggest Matt Stafford guy I know. Yeah, so. He's blowing the top off that offense. 100%. <laughs> I'm not a Stafford guy, but I know enough to, to listen to the people who know football, and not one person doesn't like this for L.A., so I won't be the doubting Thomas. And then finally, the Cardinals, they look promising again. J.J. Watt helps that locker room. Remember when he signed? Snow was on the ground. Kyler Murray is only going to get better. Uh, you heard that drop in the intro. Aiden is like Kyler Murray. Uh, one of any fan's favorite players to watch in the entire league. So 
there you have it. The eight NFL divisions ranked by yours truly. Agree or disagree? Call me up. 414-288-7091. That's 414-288-7091. I got to go on a tangent real quick. I just am giving out the phone number. We are expecting a call from Uncle Chris this morning. Let's go. Cannot wait. Because it was his birthday yesterday. And if he's listening, I know that I'm waiting until today to wish him a happy birthday because I know. You didn't text him yesterday? I heard that he was calling in and I am going to wait. <laughs> Hold it today. off. Yeah. I Does that it. make me a bad nephew? No, 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 no. No? Because you knew it was his birthday yesterday. I was with you and you were like, it's Uncle Chris's birthday today. And I was like, <laughs> All right. I got you. Yeah. So I told you guys, I had the heads up. I knew it was his birthday. So uh, there's no, there's no issue with that. Um, are we ready, Zach, for this day in sports history? Go for it. So, 1993. Football's rolling. College football's rolling, amping up to those big 2,000 years of college football. Penn State University plays its first football game in the Big Ten, beating Minnesota 38-20. to Quarterback John Sackett throws four touchdown passes to Bobby Engram. Let's talk about this. College football. Sounds eerily similar to what happened two night last night, two nights ago. Four touchdowns? No. The yeah, the Ohio State Minnesota game. Sounds Those wide receivers similar. for Ohio State were running around like crazy. But let's talk football <laughs> realignment a little bit now, because college football is getting shaken shaken up. Aiden is is that the words to use? Shake, 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 shake it up. It's like when Magic Johnson was on that NBA table and said. Let's go to the... He used to have a segment on NBA Countdown called the Magic 8-Ball. Let's go to the Magic 8-Ball and see what the Magic 8-Ball says. <laughs> Shake it up. Bye-bye, Big 12. Bye-bye, Big 12 is what you're saying. So, 1993 Penn State University that's plays not, that's their what first saying. football game in the Big Ten. Now, think about Penn State. You don't see them as anything but a Big Ten football team right now. Similar to many teams that have been through conference realignment, they kind of pick up their pieces... And right now, I mean, the Big East completely realigned in basketball and all the other sports. And I mean, it's a little weird, I think, for the first couple of years. Obviously, every anytime you do a realignment, anytime you do shake things up. Um, and I know it happened in Minnesota with the hockey teams. University of Minnesota used to play St. Cloud State. They used to play University of North Dakota. They used to play uh, North Dakota State. Then they got put in the Big Ten because the Big Ten Hockey League started. So all those rivalries died. So anytime you make a realignment or you start making a new conference... Are you bound to piss off someone? You're going to piss somebody off. Right. But it's about, are you setting up something that has the a potential to be as good or better? You want to move forward always. You want to always right. move forward and not linger in the past but too much. But it, it's hard to say that they're doing that in the interest of moving forward and more so money has taken hold, especially with this Big 12 big-time football schools... Yes. Want the money. Let's frame it in that conversation, Big 12, because I think that's a great point from Zach. And there's a, a lot of side storylines going into college football today. First Saturday of week one, name, image, likeness, vaccinations. But I think to all of us, the most important football-wise is realignment. And Oklahoma and Texas joining the SEC, that dominated headlines, and there's surely more to come on that point. But in the context of the Big 12, Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports arguably the country's best national college football writer. He proposed a seismic change to the Big 12 this week in his column. And long story short, the Big 12, Thamel says, should add eight teams, which would eventually give them 16 
minus Texas and Oklahoma um, a few years from now. So here's the hypothetical proposal from, from Thamel, which, according to The Athletic and confirmed by ESPN yesterday, is actually starting to take place. There's four new applications coming into the Big 12. So Thamel may be a future teller. So here's the hypothetical proposal. You're going to have to buckle your seatbelt for this because it's a lot. Have those new 16 teams. Break those 16 into four pods or divisions. Here it is. A West division. Boise State, BYU, Colorado State, and San Diego State. Those are all new teams that would hypothetically join the Big 12. A Midwest division. Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, and Oklahoma State. You have an East division, Cincinnati, West Virginia, UCF, and USF. Thamel writes, Memphis could go here if two Florida schools aren't wanted. Makes sense. And then finally, a Texas division, Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, and Houston. Thamel writes, Tulane could go here if the egos of the Texas schools foolishly block Houston. So, here are my thoughts on realignment. If you're not a perennial power right now in college football, you're getting left out of realignment. Easy easy as that. And here's what I mean. If I gave you $5 to invest in a stock today, you're going to look into pick what's hot today. Not what was hot five years ago or 10 years ago. You want now. Instant success. It's a very time-sensitive business, right? So in college football, realignment, I think, is accelerating the disparity that college football is already known for. And here's why. What what conferences are reaching for in college football nowadays is automatic bid status. Would you guys agree with that? Absolutely. If you win your conference championship, you would get that automatic bid to the college football playoff. Yep, that's a goal of a conference now, considering the CFP. 100%. And if there's an expansion of college football playoff, I don't know if you guys have thoughts on that, that it would expand to eight teams, or they're talking about 16 teams in the playoff, that would even add more of that automatic bid status to a conference's uh, reputation. Similar to how the NCAA basketball tournament does it? Yes, 100%. And with those new conference additions and subtractions, you know, ripen the news feeds these days, only the biggest markets and longest sustaining programs in the nation will be part of the new era today. The group of five is being whittled down to a few schools who are big enough of a name to join that realigned Big 12 or Big 10. You hear Cincinnati, Boise State, UCF. That's pretty much it. If the little engine that could drives March Madness in college basketball, what drives college football these days? I think it's more like the Hyperloop. 414-288-7291. That was a lot. So they they only extended four bids. Um as of right now, they're getting four applications. Sixteen, they're getting four applications. Sixteen teams in a division what? would be a lot, and I, I'm not sure I'd, I'd vibe with that. How many I does the heard, SEC have right now? I heard that that's a good question. That like once they do, if that realignment happens and we have four sixteen team conferences, that they should just like secede from the NCAA. And just create and an because, entirely new... Because think about it. I mean, basketball... Yeah, basketball is a revenue sport, and it, it does get grouped with football. But football is different. Football is kind of in a class of its own, and for the NCAA to group that in with track and field and, and uh, tennis and soccer and all these other smaller sports, I mean, a football program, I mean, 
that's that can be the heart and the soul of a city, a college football program. So, I, when I heard that, I I was like, huh. If there's like a own, and there's a commissioner of college football, and it was its own league, still ran through universities, but just not part of the NCAA. That seems to make a lot of sense. Um, just because, I mean, we we have seen that the NCAA, they're not going to be running things like they have the past sixty years. So the, you, the name, image, likeness. Yeah, there's battle, there's so all, much more going on in this in this entire got, situation than just football got, teams moving. They've the. Definitely what you're talking about right there with name, image, and likeness 100%. is going to be changing, culturally changing the entire industry. So yeah. I, I think that opens up a bigger conversation. Are you advocating? I sound like the media and Ted Lasso. Are you advocating for like an amateur? A, a dissolving of the NCAA? <laughs> Brian Gallagher here on Marquette Radio. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I don't, I don't think football fits the mold of the, like the rest of the sports. I think football is just so different. Hey, from the rest and that's of them. That's, that's, that's exactly that's what Gavitt did when he built the Big East. He said, "I don't like all these football schools. Yeah. I'm going to go do this." And I'm that is honestly exactly what the Big East did. Yeah. They said, "We're going to take the people that we think are going to make us the best basketball steady conference, put yep. them together." If you're thinking about doing that with football, hint, hint, Big 12, look at those powerhouse football teams. Look at those BYUs that could come back. Houston, who can make runs. Cincinnati hasn't been relevant in years. Bring them back. I love that. As far as as far as far football goes, you're saying those schools aren't relevant? I know no, I'm you, saying I'm you, saying they can, just they, back can come back, they can come back to relevance with the Big 12 picking them up. Because there are some teams in there that have promised this year. Cincinnati is the top 10 team going into the preseason AP poll. Um, you look at schools like North Carolina that aren't a uh, perennial football school. but They're, They were high-ranked high this tenth. year. 10th. They, they just Start lost. Tenth and at they just lost at the time L. of this taping, they just lost last night. So I guess that doesn't mean much. But as far as my, <laughs> my Colin Coward-esque uh, little engine that could versus Hyperloop type comparison, what I mean there is... If you're not, if you don't have that mystique of a program, what college football conferences looking to expand have right now is a desire to only look for those big name brands. They're not looking for, you know, a, a little engine that could. They're looking for a bigger school, a bigger name to prop up. Because a lot of these conferences, a lot of these schools, they need money now. And the pandemic, it's no secret that a lot of schools lost a lot of money. And the SEC. Everyone's looking up at the mountaintop right now. And as Drake said yesterday, I'm looking at the top. I'm at the top, which means I know you're not at the top because it's lonely up there at the top. And the SEC is clearly number one right now. So if you have thoughts on college football realignment, you can get at us at 414-288-7091. That's 414-288-7091 or at GrubMUR. Is the time for... Speaking of the little guy, Aiden, you're talking about it. I think we teased it enough. Is it time? Is it time? For some advertising? I think Games the first, and Grub... first official paid promotion for Games and Grub. Something that we have cooked up. We've been cooking up in the summer. We've had... We're all business students. We've had a few business meetings with a few sponsorship ideas, right? Uh, how did how would you say those meetings go? Probably, probably pretty well, right? Because we're going to go to a commercial right now, right? Yeah, pretty well. The little engine that could. Here it is. <laughs> All right, here it is. We're going to take 
a quick commercial break. We'll be right back with a brand new segment, Games and Grubs Top 5 Tweets. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to Bishop Sycamore. Here, we believe that football should come first. From unpaid hotel room to unpaid hotel room, we challenge your child's morals. We create experiences that they will never forget. From ESPN broadcasted games to parking lot football practices, we know what it takes to lose by more than 50. Just listen to what our parents have to say. Sending my son to Bishop Sycamore is one of those decisions I've never had to second guess myself on. The coaching staff ensured me from day one that my son would play more football in less time than students at other schools. Bishop Sycamore provides what they call a flexible academic schedule for my son, whatever the hell that means. The other students at Bishop Sycamore seem to have the life experiences of grown men, providing a great academic and athletic environment. I sent my son to Bishop Sycamore because I wanted him to become well-rounded because apparently they'll do anything to get on ESPN. They'll play two games in three days. They'll do birthday parties. They'll do stand-up sets. The coach will literally acquire an arrest warrant for his players. Go Centurions. We are. We are. We are. Bishop Sycamore. BS. Bullsh**. The best of Twitter this week. It's Games and Grubs Top 5 Tweets. Alright, before we start Top 5 Tweets, how do you think that, how do you think that commercial went? Oh, you got to turn your mic on. We are Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, they they paid us handsomely with bounce checks for that one. <laughs> and, <laughs> and this next question is presented by Bishop Sycamore, the leading Catholic uh, boarding school for young athletic football players. There Did you, you know Bishop Sycamore is not even a registered bishop? They can't find any bishops named Sycamore. Anyway, <laughs> let's, that was that was a real part of the story. <laughs> if you di- if you miss that story, you're living under a rock. Look it up on your phone. Just look up Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, I was gonna say read about it and then go listen to their our, our commercial again because I think that's the order you have to go nowadays. Top five tweets, a brand new segment on Games Grub that I'm really excited for, and this week brought us a lot. So we're gonna go from number five to number one the best of twitter this week number five comes to us from jerry thornton formerly of weei and barstool sports he tweeted the cam newton era in new england will always be that season of the sopranos when tony was in a coma dreaming he was a traveling salesman (laughs) creativity at its finest and i'm sitting to my right of a guy who is a big sopranos fan brian can you translate this one for me yeah, read it one more time. I can't find it right now. The Cam New, uh, sorry, I should have sent you this earlier. The Cam Newton era in New England will always be that season of the Sopranos when Tony was in a coma, dreaming he was a traveling salesman. Yeah, I mean, it's it happened. It happened for a year. You wish it didn't. It was kind of weird to watch. That season of the Sopranos was a little weird to watch. But we're does it go on. back to normal? It goes back to normal. That's all I need to it hear. It goes Brian. back. Okay. To That's normal. what I want right. to hear. It goes right. back to normal, I promise. That's good. That's good. No spoilers, but it does go back to normal. <laughs> no spoilers for one of the most well-regarded TV shows of all time. Number four, tr- an account called True I Guess, dot, 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 which is a big part of this, tweets, at Technically True tweets, in order to prepare for his role in Space Jam, 1996, actor Michael Jordan 
played nine seasons of professional basketball and won three national championships. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I like that's that. Funny. I like that. How do we grade that one? Does that should yeah, that be no. at number four? No, that's good at four. I mean, five five had some uh, good elements in there, but that's I, a good tweet. Space Jam, in terms of pop culture, I think is more relevant to an audience than uh, the Supreme. No, I can't say that. To a sports audience, yes. To a yeah. sports audience, yes. Okay, th thank you for saving me because. I was going to be eaten by wolves if I said Space Jam was more popular than Sopranos, which is really bad. All right. Number three comes to us from, we've already mentioned his name, Adam Schefter of ESPN. He quote tweeted a tweet that said, Mike Richards officially out as the executive producer of Jeopardy after recently stepping down as the quiz show's new permanent host. It's a story that I followed very closely. And on NFL cutdown day, where you had to get from 80 to 53, on the NFL's cutdown day, Adam Schefter tweets, on the NFL's cutdown day, Mike Richards becomes the latest to join the list. <laughs> he gets cut after stepping down originally. It's kind of a half George Costanza, half just getting fired type situation where it's like, you know, you, you are not firing me, I quit type situation. Uh, side note, Seinfeld coming to uh, Netflix October 1st, which I'm very excited about. Mike Richards, I'm hoping that the new host is someone I, I have more of an agreement with. Uh, not saying it has to be Aaron Rodgers, but we'll see how that Jeopardy search goes. Side note, do you guys have any investment in who the next host of Jeopardy should be or who you want it to be? Um, I'd prefer like somebody that I'm not going to get annoyed at watching. Like Alex Trebek, you just have to love him all um, the time. I'm just really happy it wasn't this dude, Mike Richards. Can we deep fake Alex Trebek? Oh, that's a that's an idea. Possible, I think, yeah. I don't know if he'd want that. From, Scientists, from the I challenge but. you. <laughs> that's a, it's, an open, it's an open challenge to everybody in the world. That's a great uh, segue from when we were talking about Al Davis and uh, Pete Rozelle being deepfaked. And now you have Alex Trebek being deepfaked. I don't know how they'll feel about that. Number two comes to us from Royal Heritage at Royal Heritage underscore. They tweet. So I'm about halfway through Donda right now, and I really feel Ye has a Tim Tebow feature about to drop any second now. And there's a gif just saying load with a baby, like fainting to its, uh, the, fainting to the floor. <laughs> and this one really gets me because <laughs> to me, the same people that, and here's my, here's my tease for a small hip hop take. The same people that nominate Kanye West's new album Donda for a, for a Grammy or a, you know best album of the year to the talk of the town all week, those are the same people that thought Tim Tebow could make the Jacksonville Jaguars roster. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I had no opinion in that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> because here's my—it's gonna act as my pseudo victory lap because I think it was our last show last semester where you guys both Brian, said Brian. that he's gonna be a, a NFL tight end, and I laughed in your face. Can you guys? Hey, Zach's trying to get you back on your team here, Brian. I mean, yeah, it was it unlikely. Yes, but <laughs> you guys didn't sound like it. But, but you gotta believe in Tebow. Yeah, he's gonna be back doing something. It's, well, I'll tell you what he's gonna. It's like the spirit of Christmas. To. It's only if people believe in it. I'll tell you what he's gonna come back to, because, <laughs> uh, again, back to Donda and Kanye. Let me let me. Think blow he's your gonna start here. rapping? Let me blow your mind here. No, neither of these propositions, either Donda album of the year or Tim Tebow being an NFL roster, none of them are based on any fact. In fact, in fact, 
you've seen the opposite of promise in both cases. Allow me to use my hip-hop muscle for a second. Kanye's ridiculous rollouts for the last at least three albums have upstaged the somewhat unpolished actual music. Again, I'm going to get again eaten by wolves for this. Tim Tebow, he never made it as an NFL quarterback, refused to change positions, had to try baseball, then come back to his old friend Urban Meyer. Headlines have constantly upstaged his laughable on-field actual production. Think about this in the context of today's NFL. Put your thinking caps on for this one, fans. Tim Tebow won a playoff game, but everyone knew he wasn't the reason. So much so that in his trade that offseason, he could only garner a fourth rounder. Fourth rounder for a starting quarterback. So now, Zach just asks, what's he, what's he going to do now? Well, now he's moving back to ESPN, where reportedly he will appear alongside uh, Bleep Bleep Smith on first take on Fridays, where Michael Irvin will appear weekly as well on Mondays to kind of, uh, what's that word? Straggle the week, if you will. So Tebow is now going back to TV. He'll be getting paid to do the things America loves him for, which is rightfully said. He's well-spoken. He's handsome. He's good on camera. I'm cool with that. Do I agree with... And if you just started listening and you heard those three things, he was talking about Mr. Zachary Passios. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm cool with that. Do, I mean, do I agree with Bleep, Bro, bleep the Smith? Media, the media is going to take that. They're going to clip it up however they want it, and Zach is going to look like a god. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Tim Tebow does. Yeah. Tim Tebow does. Now, do I agree with, you know, Bleep Bleep Smith being given the metaphorical keys to ESPN programming? No, I do not. Bro, and Stephen A, like, I mean, whoever's on first take is really just Stephen A's punching bag. Verbal, exactly. Verbal punching bag. But I've seen Tebow on first take before. Stephen A, he, he punches differently when Tebow is on. Bro, in, in what way? He, he, bro, he goes after him. <laughs> Stephen A has no remorse. He said, oh, follower of God, nice guy. Not on this show. Not on this show. Just another, just another guy sitting across the desk, talking yep. shop. Zach, do you, how do you think Tebow performs against your uh, your favorite celebrity who you caught on camera? Yeah, I think he holds his ground. I can see Tim Tebow supporting a great conversation with Stephen A. Smith as long as Stephen A. isn't a total bleep word here. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, am I happy where Tebow lands now opposed to two weeks ago in Jacksonville? Yes, I am. So that's my victory lap from the last semester on Tebow. And also a small music thing for you. Number one on top five tweets, because that went way too long. Number one comes to us from an account called Kent Hall Fan Account. At 1980 Bills Fan tweets, Didn't Manti Teo's girlfriend graduate from Bishop Sycamore? Golf the, the two just like most ridiculous stories. Not, not even in football, in sports. Yeah. Merged into one tweet. Just like ridiculousness. Yeah, what a great connection to make. <laughs> so let's use this. And again, that's your top five tweets. 414-288-7091. Let's use this to talk about Bishop Sycamore for two minutes before we get to Ryan Harris because he will join us in a few minutes. Just your overall thoughts. When the story came down, what was your thought? Did you think, did you have any doubt that it was real, that it was fake? You know, there was just a laundry list of items that had yet to be figured out. And it wasn't like there was a complete story. All yeah. it was is these like 10 bullet points of 
Some the uh, coach has an arrest warrant. Their <laughs> address online. Their address online does not exist, or is just like an apartment complex. They had another story saying one of these kids was a JUCO player, and then the last couple were like they played two games in three days. days. They had like they were switching helmets on the on the field. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then you hear these announcers from ESPN trying to like piece things together. Announcers are funny because like. I mean, I'll heckle, like, if I'm at a baseball game and the pitcher is thrown out of control, I'll be like, hey, let's keep it safe here, buddy. Like, like, <laughs> like, let's watch it, okay? But seriously, it was hard to keep but it safe. IMG, I mean, whew, hard, hard not keeping it safe against Bishop Sycamore. Which, it's just it's just the best name. I mean, it, it, is, it is literally <laughs> BS. It but, is. And but it, it sounds so real too. Do you give them a little bit of credit for actually going through that and getting these guys probably exactly what they wanted in, in playing time on a national level? Yeah, I mean, why not? Do I give them credit for it? Yeah. Uh, since the coach orchestrated they, it, and he seems like he's has multiple fraud charges on his uh, record. I'm gonna say no. So we have I, a fire festival for football. I feel bad because it's a group. Yes, it's a group of 100%. young men. Even though some of them are JUCOs, they're still they're like high school kids basically. Hundred percent. They're like our. They're like our age. A lot of them probably without college educations, that just play football. I mean, and this guy comes by and says, "Hey, I'll give you an opportunity." Yeah, like I'll give you an opportunity. And I you're see, gonna take that. I see why people yeah. signed up. He could have gone about it in a better way. Does there need to be a better place where people for people to be able to play football? Maybe. Okay. Now, how stupid? Sorry, stupid is ESPN and all these people that went into the process Big of getting fumble. them on, Big on, ES- on national TV. Yeah. Well, the backstory on it is ESPN put out a statement and like some marketing companies. It always, it yeah. always works so with marketing their, companies. So, so for their outsource. So in terms of outsourcing their college, excuse me, high school football programming, they lease it out or not lease it. They outsource it to a company uh, that made their own statement called Paragon. Paragon made its own statement and said, we apologize for the error. That's it. We apologize for the error. So ESPN threw away the blame, and then Paragon fell on the sword, basically. So if you have thoughts on Bishop Sycamore and the fire Festival of college football, that might be the line of the morning, honestly, uh, besides deep faking Alex Trebek and... Al Davis and Pete Rozelle. <laughs> I can already read the show comments on this one. It's going to be deep fakes and Bishop <laughs> Sycamore. We can deep fake a college football team to act as Bishop Sycamore. Now go. that they're probably not going to exist anymore. <laughs> 414-288-7091. That's 414-288-7091. We now welcome a very, very, very special guest. He is a Super Bowl champion with the Broncos of Super Bowl 50, a former Notre Dame offensive lineman, four-year letter winner, and now the color analyst of Notre Dame Football Radio. He's the midday host in Denver on Altitude Sports Radio and a published author and motivational speaker. He is Mr. Ryan Harris. Ryan, good morning. Great to be with you guys. So first, we've studied the film. We know you're going to fit in well here on Games and Grub because you're a Ted Lasso fan. So is, is football life? <laughs> football is life. Danny Rojas, Danny Rojas. Danny Rojas. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was a bit of a, I, I, you know, the last, I'd say, four years of my career, I was a Danny Rojas guy in the locker room. You know, they called me Smiles of the Steelers <laughs> and. And I just think it's so important to make sure you're having fun, you know, uh, in, in whatever you're doing. And 
at the end of the day, Ted Lasso is a good coach, you know, so it's fun to watch that show. And uh, I'm glad people can kind of see what, what goes into the different ways in which you can motivate people. Yeah, you know, there's so many different personalities in a football locker room. It's probably good to be the, the smiling one and the happy one. And, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, good characters in the locker room, you guys in Denver now have Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, I'm, I come from Minnesota. We were we were really big on Teddy uh, before his injury um, happened. And then he's kind of been on the on the trade and the, the journeyman route since then. But how do you feel about uh, Teddy Bridgewater taking over the starting quarterback position in Denver this year? Well, it's a great move, and I'm a St. Paul kid, so I mean, I, I saw Teddy when he was just the the, the hope of Minnesota, right? Yeah. Um, but when you look at what's happened since then, since the catastrophic knee injury, you know, I mean, Teddy's just been phenomenal. Uh, you know, he he went five and one when he was the quarterback there at the Saints, getting in on that first game, five and zero oh as a starter uh, last year, threw for more yards than Baker Mayfield, had a higher you know, completion percentage than Derek Carr. I mean, this guy understands offense, makes smart decisions. And, and the thing that's different from him than Drew Locke that made the difference is he just won't make mistakes. You know, he's fine. Yeah, there might be a 15-yard route open if he hangs on an extra second. But here is, is this five-yard route right now. And, oh, by the way, you start hitting three or five five-yard passes, all of a sudden that safety drops down, and then there's a 20-yard pass. So he understands how to get the ball rolling offensively. And he just doesn't make mistakes. And Drew Locke, yeah, he's got a cannon of an arm, but he also had the worst completion percentage with starting quarterbacks last year on throws 20 yards and over. So he really can't use it, right? So it's not, no use in having a great arm if it just creates problems. And Teddy Bridgewater's brought stability to an offense that has a ton of weapons uh, all around it in the skill positions. Ryan Harris joins us, Super Bowl champion and current host and analyst from Denver. We just did our NFL division rankings, and I placed the NFC, excuse me, AFC West third in terms of strongest NFL divisions. Obviously, the Chiefs and Chargers have immediate promise, but how do you see Denver playing into it, and how would you rank as a whole, you know, the AFC West this season? Well, I think Denver's going to be the number two team in the AFC West. I think you're going to see uh, the Chargers number three, and, you know, I'm just, I, I just not convinced that uh, John Gruden has any urgency behind him to win. I mean, he still has six years, $60 million left on his deal, <laughs> no matter if they fire him or not. I mean, if you're going to get paid whether you win or lose, how tough is it to lose, you know, versus how hard it is to win? So uh, I just think that that's how the AFC West is going to shape up. I'll tell you, the NFC West and the NFC South, those are going to be two interesting divisions to me uh, and seeing who comes out of there because I think the, the NFC champion will come out of those two divisions you're also the notre dame uh football radio voice as the color analyst uh you've made some headlines on the da show cbs sports radio proclaiming they could go undefeated a few weeks ago uh we know college football really just had a big kickoff night last night um so where do you see the number nine team in the country in the preseason eight people and uh how could that push them over the hump this year well, you know, I think Notre Dame can go undefeated. Their biggest games are going to be against Cincinnati at home, against Washington in Chicago at Soldier Field, and then uh, they're also going to play USC. So those are going to be three marquee games. But listen, I mean, Clemson and Georgia start off, you know, right away to kick off the season. Somebody's going to be out of the top five, right? So all of a sudden now you've got one team that's going to drop to the to the 11th seed and if you just win, if you're Notre Dame, you're going to be fine. And they got Jack Cohn transferred from Wisconsin, who won 10 games uh, last time he played for Wisconsin, took him to a Rose Bowl. 
has a ton of experience. And then Braden Lindsey, Kevin Austin, and others uh, are going to supplement at receiver, one of the best running backs in the entire nation in Kyron Williams. So there's a lot of talent around Notre Dame, and there's an urgency there because Jack Cohn's a transfer to get things done and to do it the right way. Yeah, you know, so we were watching uh, the Ohio State-Minnesota football game last night, and uh, we made a comment just, it's a little weird seeing them just jump right into the Big Ten conference play. Uh, how do you feel about teams just kind of just jumping it right into it, not wasting any of those games at the beginning of the season? Obviously, we all know that every game counts in college football, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's about time everybody starts playing like Notre Dame does. I mean, come on, man. You're opening <laughs> up with Northwest Texas and stuff, and you know what I mean? You're, you're playing schools from a non-Power 5 conference. Now, this is football. Let's go play. And and if you're going to be the team that wins it all, it doesn't matter who you play and where, does it? So that kind of mentality is, is what we love seeing as fans. I mean, to, to be able to see the matchups you got this week, that's what we want as fans. You know, we don't want to watch LSU versus Louisiana Tech. That's not interesting, right? So uh, it just makes things far more exciting. And especially in a weekend where you don't have the NFL, you really got to maximize the matchups. And I think the NCAA did a good job of that this year. A couple more with Ryan Harris. Uh, just overall, your outlook on college football this year, will will name, image, and likeness contribute You know, to any differences on the field? What what teams you're high on besides Notre Dame? Give us your, your CFB thoughts today. Well, I mean, name, image, and likeness is something that should have happened a long time ago. The NCAA was stupid not to get in front of it itself. Because here's the problem, guys. If I'm an agent, well, now I'm going to pay my marketing guy to go after a kid and say, hey, okay, go after Ryan Harris. And I show up and say, Ryan Harris, we think you're going to be you know, a huge star. We're going to give you a $30,000 advance because we think you're going to do $200,000 in endorsements. Well, maybe I get, to, I get to campus, I have an injury, and I don't really play for three years, and then I transfer. And oh, by the way, I already spent that $30,000 advance in, in line of credit. So now I'm paying that back. I mean, they, had to prevent, they could have prevented things like this. But guys who contribute, athletes of all sports who, who can make money, I mean, there's no different than a kid doing tech sales you know, or creating something that gets bought by a tech company while they're at college. So it was the right thing to do. And, and the real issue is going to be they, they also limit, they can no longer limit an educational benefit. So it's going to be interesting, right? If you go to Alabama and they say, well, hey, we think you need a brand new car, two laptops and an iPad so you can be a good student, right? I mean, how, and now they can't say no to that. Well, what makes, you know, Alabama not say, well, maybe you need three cars, you know, or USC say, you know what? We actually want to get you a driver. So, I mean, that's what's going to really change the landscape. But I think you got a lot of great teams playing well. It's going to be fun to watch Notre Dame and Wisconsin. That's going to be a big matchup. And just to see if Alabama can retool and do it again. I mean, Nick Saban's been so successful. Let's see if he can do it another time. Yeah, and uh, so let's just do a little uh, situation here. Ryan Harris, you're showing up day one on campus as a rookie, um, or as a, as a freshman, sorry, uh, freshman on campus. Who are you signing with for your name, image, and likeness? Get a little extra I'm not doing, spending on the weekend? I'm, I'm not doing anything because I know that my money's made on the field, you know? Oh. And, and hey, listen, if somebody wants to come to me and offer me some free food, sure, I'll give you a couple of tweets, but... <laughs> you know, whatever you're offering me is going to be nothing compared to what I'll make in an NFL salary, especially as a college graduate, if I don't make it to the NFL. So, you know, I just hope enough kids are understanding that and that what you do on the field matters far more than whatever photo you take off the field or, or you know, chicken shop that you, you know, advertise for. Those things don't matter. What matters 
is maximizing your opportunity to be a great athlete at school. And that's football and beyond, right? That's every sport. College is a time to maximize your opportunity, gain intelligence, and create more opportunities. And uh, name, image, and likeness is just one of the many things that can distract from that. Great stuff. Last one for Ryan Harris. Tell us about you know your off-field endeavors these days. You're a man of many hats, TV, radio, speaking across the country. You're a published author. Do you have a, you have a favorite of all these that you're doing today? Well, I love my Notre Dame work, and I love the, the work I do on radio every day in Denver. You know, 75% of Americans don't have a Muslim friend, and 65% of Americans don't have a black friend. So I get to be someone's black Muslim friend five days a week on the radio. You know, so... It's fun to bring my perspective, dig a little deeper, go beyond, and show people the human beings behind the sports they love. Uh, and I love my speaking because I get to connect with people and create an impact. You know, I sp- spoke at Google about financial literacy. And the moment you see a, a 6'5", 265-pound black man, you know it's a different conversation with financial literacy, right? Uh, talk about leadership. Talk about mindset. And so to be able to draw the parallels between the NFL and and the experiences we all share is something that I love to do to create an impact. Check out his book, Mindset for Mastery, an NFL champion's guide to reaching your greatness. Ryan Harris, our guest here on Games and Grub. Ryan, thanks so much for doing this and hope hope to talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Go Irish. Sure thing. Ryan Harris joining us this morning here on Games and Grub. I think we... That he's got to be one of the most interesting guys we've ever sat sat down with. There he goes. He's the analyst for Notre Dame football on their radio network, hosts daily on Altitude Sports Radio in Denver. He's an author, like we just mentioned. He's a former Super Bowl champion with that Peyton Manning-led Broncos Super Bowl 50 team. And I think Zach hopes that he's right, that Notre Dame has a good year, could go undefeated. Zach's a big Jack Cohn fan, right, Zach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely believe it. I believe they got a chance to go undefeated. Brian giving them crap there a little bit, but <laughs> Notre Dame's definitely got a chance, especially with the schedule they have. They don't have as rigorous of a schedule as, as some of these other big, big teams. I mean, that's, gen- that's generally what will happen. No, no, not necessarily. No, because the conference can be crap. <laughs> Clemson's been there. Clemson's been in a crap ACC, and they, uh, they went out, but they... They don't do it in style. It's not like a fun thing to do. You just beat up on teams. That ties into our <laughs> realignment conversation. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, 414-288-7091. That's 414-288-7091. Or on Twitter and Instagram at GrubMUR. Let's, uh, let's do a quick... We're going to get into our last new segment, uh, which will rack your brain. But first, a Marquette Minute. Sports-wise, because you may think, oh, Aiden, Zach, Brian, what's going on with Marquette? The school year just started. Guys? Well, I'd say the most exciting thing going on right now, men's soccer ranked uh, number 13 in the country. We got to go to one of those games. They look kind of rowdy. Number 13 in the country. They just downed Kansas City 2-1 to um, this past week. We got women's and men's XC competing yesterday. Yeah, Kendall breaking 18 minutes. Not for the first time. But breaking 18 minutes in the 5K, placing fifth place. Splitting up some Ohio State. Breaking breaking up some Buckeyes. Sorry, Kendall's (laughs) sister. Breaking up some Buckeyes from sweeping the top of the 
top of the leaderboard. Yep. So yep. shout out to that. Volleyball continuing to their success. Um I know they, they went out to I mean they're pretty Hawaii. Good. They they're went out to Hawaii really early good every early year. in this Hawaii. season. Yep, to start the season and, huh. and now they're back home. And actually Marquette, um the Al McGuire Center will also host the Big East Championship in volleyball this year again. Um and then looking forward a little bit to tomorrow, this weekend, Monday men's golf hosts oh, yeah. Marquette Intercollegiate at Aaron Hills on September 5th, oh, yeah. 7th. Aaron so that's Hills. that's big. The can Marquette I go can I go cover that from Marquette? There's going to be live scoring um and then you can get all of the intercollegiate records for that on Marquette Athletics. I love that. I absolutely yeah. love that. And right, with Hills. with so, uh, so when does the basketball season start? <laughs> November 9th? Am I right on that? Yeah. I'll have the uh, we'll, we'll get a correction on that for next week. Speaking of Marquette and new things going on this year, uh, you wouldn't know it, but we've actually uh, um, sat down this entire show for almost ninety minutes with our our shadow this morning who wanted to come join us. KT, how's it going? KT, say so, hi to the people. How you been, man? It's been a pleasure watching y'all, man. Like just being here behind the Thank scenes you, and looking like what's going on, like. Y'all, y'all got some good going here, man. Yeah, so tell us a little, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where are you coming from? Are you going into this digital media? Are you enjoying today so you get, far? You getting your own radio show? Yeah, what's going <laughs> on, man? Y'all are an inspiration to me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm coming from a epicenter suburb uh, by Chicago. You know, small town. You know, uh, what freshman up here? Major in digital media. You know, looking looking into editing videos. You Ooh. know, man. Oh yeah. Hey, people always need that content creation. Aiden's a. a Master at it now. The seeing him will not stop. Seeing him go out, it keeps coming. It keeps coming. Check Bro. out his YouTube channel. What's your channel? Damix Boys, man. We're kind of kind of small right now. Trying to trying to trying to like you know get up. You know, might might get some might get some floor mates in that video. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you and how how are you liking Marquette so far? Yeah, what's it's, the what's the dorm life like? I'm not gonna lie. It's a like in um what in the first first week it was hot. My yeah, man, we was, <laughs> no man, roommates were struggling sleeping with that fan on. There's that one fan because what? There's like one dorm with AC. Wells, ah, Humphrey Hall. There's a couple that are, a couple that aren't. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, it changes wow. the game. Marquette. Yeah, we got someone that we got some old, old dorms. But K- <laughs> KT's gonna be joining us for trivia here, Aiden. Is That's that right. So KT's been shadowing us this morning. Uh, wants to get into have have experience in. Uh, the Marquette wire floor, um, just getting on campus and getting acclimated to the school. So he hey. can answer if he knows, but we're going to debut another new segment here on Games and Grub. It's time for Trivia to Go. In this radio restaurant, when it's time to go, we don't ask for the check. We ask the tougher questions. It's time for Trivia to Go. That's right, and this week I will play the role of moderator. Five questions that I'm pretty confident in. I've handpicked from the multitude of trivia sites and platforms that you could ever think of, sports and food related. Five questions. KT, Brian, Zach, are you guys ready? ready? Absolutely not. Let's get into <laughs> it, though. Number one. In 2016, Burger King released this failed menu item in an attempt to compete with Mexican and Tex-Mex competitors such as Chipotle. 
the taco. Yeah, I'm thinking it's the taco. I think that I don't know if that was the worst decision they ever did. Hey, some fast food places make some awful decisions with their menus, so I don't know. I didn't know Burger King ever had a taco. Is taco? I don't know if it did either. That's just I'll, my I'll guess. Go, I'll go yeah, burrito. I'll go burrito. You gotta be more specific. What kind of burrito? Uh, give me like a, a beef chimichanga burrito. How about like a Damn cheeseburger burrito? Do wow. you know the Do you know the official name of the burrito? No. It's a burrito. I'm closer than these guys. Ah, uh, the Broncos. the king. The king burrito. The king burrito. <laughs> Burger In, King, right? Incorrect. The answer is the Whopperito. Oh, ew. <laughs> <laughs> so that is that discontinued? Discontinued. 2016, they released it, and it was a big flub. So uh, that was a failed menu aim. That they tried to compete with Chipotle Bro, and other Texas competitors. With Chipotle, the amount of labor that goes in. To Brian, if I have to hear you talk about Chipotle, Chipotle one more time. Bowls. <laughs> it's amazing, though. I'm not going to lie. I yeah. could go over some Chipotle anytime. What's your Chipotle order? Look, look, look. You got to go in there, get, get, the, get the white rice, chicken, what? Tomatoes, corn, corn. No, like double chicken. Double, chicken. double meat. Like you, you getting queso? Nah. Uh, from time to time, time my, my mom's a big uh, queso fan. That's your switch lie. up. Okay. Yeah, corn, tomatoes, sour cream, lettuce. Uh, my, 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 that that little mild sauce from time to time. Yeah. What else? Chipotle can't miss. Guac, can't miss. guac. If I'm feeling special. Yeah. I'm special. Everything on that table is worth, is worth putting in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> worth putting in the in the in the tortilla. <laughs> Just like everything on Aiden's list of trivia is worth being. Set. Yeah. What's what's next? Did you uh, did you know KT real quick that Brian actually worked at Chipotle? I didn't even know that. Yeah, <laughs> you got a famous Chipotle employee right yeah. here. Right here, oh, in the worst flesh. Worst job ever. <laughs> right the scenes of the bowl and the burrito. Uh, all right, number two, before we lose more brain cells. We just did NFL divisions. So this NFC West wide receiver was the only receiver last season in the NFC to record a 200-yard game. Who is that receiver? DK Metcalf. No, yeah. Final answer? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go DK. I got no one. Zach's look. Yeah. No no Googling. Nope. I'm not Googling. DK, uh, D-Hop maybe? Mm-mm. If you give me a final answer. Uh, I'm going to go DK. Uh, DK Metcalf. Yeah, I'll go DK with that. Yeah, I got no one. Incorrect. The answer is Tyler Lockett. Ah! Okay, okay. That's a good one. 200-yard game in the NFC only receiver in the nfc to do it and he was from the nfc west which if you missed earlier in the show i graded as the best division in football number three who was the last team to make a super bowl from the afc south bonus points if you give me the year we just did divisions this is another division hey, you're, question. you're killing us right now yeah. like you're just putting us in a hole who's in the afc south yeah. Go texans colts jaguars titans Repeat the question again. <laughs> Who was the last team to make a Super Bowl? The Colts. From the and and it was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Yeah, I was, th- I was thinking the Colts in my head. Oh my God. Um, Peyton Manning. Oh, what? Oh, I was in third grade. Oh, seven? Yeah, yeah. Oh, seven, quick, oh, yeah, go man. for it. Oh, seven, oh, eight. It's 0809, but you're correct. Oh, it's the Colts. Yeah. There we go. It so is right the Colts. That Sorry, that's actually that's that like the year the Vikings got snubbed. I think it was 0910, actually, if I'm not mistaken. And that was uh, Peyton Manning in his prime. Yeah. So the 09 Colts, excuse me, 09 Colts, last team to make a Super Bowl from the AFC South. Number four, two more to go. 
This candy was introduced in 1966 and carries the slogan, quote, First it's a candy, then it's a gum. Tussie Rolls? Tussie Rolls. Blow Pops. Blow Pop. Oh, that's good. Brian, you got it. Blow Pop. Lock it in? I'm locking in with it, too. I'm I'm hopping on the train. Incorrect. The correct answer is Razzles. Razzle. Pardon me? Oh, Razzle. What's that, Razzle? <laughs> Razzles is the candy that turns into the gum. Never so heard of exactly it. Exactly what it says. Yeah, never heard of it. Wow. Never heard of Razzle. Interesting. Okay, I thought that one would hit. Are we? I get quick. Uh, do a quick Google search of Razzles, fans, if you have time. Uh, we'll I get, believe we'll, it's we'll a turn. Some, are they discontinued? They, it was introduced in 1966, and I'm pretty sure they're out of date right now. Maybe we can find some old ones. So, Oh, no, I know exactly what those are. Yeah. Um, I did search. not know that they turned into gum. All right, is it zero, zero, zero right now? Have we gotten any of them? Uh, you any got the Colts these? one. You the got Colts the Colts one. one. So you're one for four. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Last one. College football begins today. Let's go back. 2019 Heisman voting. Two... Big 10 players, excuse me, two Big 12 players finished in the top 10. Name one of them. Bonus points Bonus points if you get both. Two Big Give 12 me the team. players, 2019 finished top 10 for Heisman voting. Uh, Jalen Hurts. No, Big 10. Big 12. Oh, Big 12 and Pac-12. Wait, what did you say? What two divisions? Big, big, 12. big 12. Big 12. Two players finished in the top 10. Heisman voting. Jalen Hurts. 2019. Oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. That's got to be one of them. Lock it in? Yeah, lock. Jalen Hurts is one of them. Okay, what's the other team? The other team is Oklahoma State. Oh. 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 Wide receiver? Running back. Running back. Running back. Nope. Oklahoma State. I know his name. I don't, though. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I've got nothing. What's I don't got nothing all right, Aiden, you can give it to us. The running back from Oklahoma State is Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. Oh. Is, is he in the NFL now? He he's plays for Carolina now, Chuba oh. Hubbard. All right. I don't know how much playing time he's got these days. College football starting off hot this morning at 11 o'clock Penn State. Yes. Wisconsin already on. And yeah. then I'll looking at some of the Twitter activity. It looks like Wisconsin's defense as advertised is what is what I've been seeing. So look out for the Badgers this year. And, you know, when you look out for the Badgers, what you really have to look out for is their fans. <laughs> <laughs> we have Stanford-Kansas State playing right now. Uh, Fresno State at Oregon kicks off in an hour or so. Notre Dame play today? Notre Dame does play today. They play Florida State tonight. Ooh! Clemson plays Georgia in probably the, the top game of the of the evening Whoa. it's gonna College. be football's back. top five football's back yeah and i got all these in in uh west coast time so i'm seeing they wake up and they get to go get their coffee at 8 a.m and then 9 a.m boom game how yeah. awesome would that be and think about it we're gonna be at the bar tonight and they're gonna be having games yeah pack 12 Coast, games pack 12, yep. pack 12. Oh, yeah. games. you know i the pack 12 i know like the teams the mountain west good oh my but, gosh but a late night pack 12 game when you're at a bar those Woo! those barstool guys love that mountain west because you can just get games uh going out to 2 a.m and you can just stay up and do it <laughs> yeah it's a shame that uh bill walton doesn't call football games right for the pack 12 i'm not sure it's a shame that he doesn't <laughs> <laughs> i think that's a benefit to all yeah. of us <laughs> talk about losing brain cells <laughs> <laughs> 414 288 
7091. I really thought that Razzle's question was going to hit. 414-288-7091 on Twitter and Instagram, at GrubMUR. If you played along, did you do better than 2 out of 5? I'm going to give you guys 2 out of 5 because the Jalen Hurts, I said name one of them. And then, because I know Chuba Hubbard was relatively, uh, you know. What, what was the burrito called? The Whopperito? The Whopperito. It was in 2016. So you can do the math on when it actually was discontinued. But that's when they tried to compete with the Dobas and the Chipotles of the world. And it was an epic fail. Is there any new crazy right. food that's come out that's also been like that this summer? Because I feel like places, especially oh. through COVID, have kind of calmed down Uh-oh. with those crazy menu items. Uh-oh. Uh-uh. Uh-oh. Brian's, uh-uh. Brian's no, looking at the Whopperito. Yeah. This, this, they give should... us a... give For radio, people who are listening, give a visual representation of what it looks like. It Can you do that? It looks like if somebody were to like put like toy food in like <laughs> oh, a toy geez. kitchen. It's like Play-Doh? It, yeah. It looks like it doesn't look real. And then, so that's like the advertising picture, and then the actual pictures of it, it's like Firefest. And this is <laughs> called the Whopperito. <laughs> the yeah. Whopperito. Because, no, because um, throughout high school, no, um, yeah, throughout high school and middle school, we used in Evanston, right? I think after the YMCA, we will always go to like Taco Bell or Burger King. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Did I ever see a Whopperito like on the menu? I was gonna say. Better I, question: Have you ever seen a burger at Taco Bell? Oh wow! Is there, <laughs> is oh, there such a oh. thing? I don't believe be so. Different. Right? A T-Bell burger. Different. <laughs> is there a such thing as Taco Bell burger? I don't believe so. Uh, next week we'll book the CEO of Taco Bell and Burger King. They'll come on at the same time the to Barago. debate. The Barago. They'll uh, they'll debate. That's totally a false narrative. Uh, we're not going to book them, <laughs> but uh, we can try. Who knows for a commercial, maybe for we'll, one of we'll those send, two. Send a cold email out. We'll send. We'll send. Uh, we'll we'll reach out and see. Maybe we can bring the Whopperito back just for us. Let's maybe we can do a quick or taste we cannot. test. Or we cannot. Or we cannot. Okay, Brian. <laughs> Brian's I, out on just it. Don't Google at show and No, no, no. I I respect. Google. He's trying to save our our public. Google health. image search at your own discretion. Something nice. something we missed covering was just. We need more community outreach. If you have something you want us to talk about on air, yes, tell us. Let us know. Call in four one four two eight eight. Call in, tweet at us. Email us. Instagram. Tell Brian he's saying something stupid. We want some <laughs> engagement with everyone listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, you wanna you wanna argue with me about some sports things? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have our you have our social. Our DMs are open. They are always there. We love our listeners. And we want to hear from you, especially going into senior year. That's right, senior year, folks. So call us up, tweet at us, uh, Instagram, message us, comment on one of our photos. We'll be pushing out content of what you hear today live. If you're a live listener, if you're a podcast listener, we appreciate you. Check out our social at GrubMUR. That'll do it for us. Anything else before we sign off? Go Irish. Go Tigers. <laughs> Good episode, boys. Yeah, hope you have a great day. <laughs> see you next week. Thanks, yeah, KT. Thanks for joining us. Thanks to KT Thank for joining KT. And, and shadowing the show this morning. Hey, Appreciate it, bro. Great show. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate that 100%. That's, see you next week. That's going to do it for us on Games of Grub. We will see you then or see you another time. Throw walkie. Here's Hatton for the win from the corner. He got it. Marcus Howard with the dish to Aiden Haddon, and Marquette is heading to the Final Four. This has been Games and Grubs.